Hey guys, it's Cody. I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer on the beginning of this podcast. It is, uh, it's got a lot of really loud background noise, and that's unfortunate because we had a lot of fun talking about the first three results uh, before we changed locations. Uh, we podcasted from the same location as Steve and I did last week. However, unfortunately, the uh, the dining area was full, and the only only area that Jerome and I had to speak was in the bar area, which was much louder. So. I apologize for the audio quality being poor for the first 15 minutes, but it does get better, so stick with it, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Sin Bin Fantasy Football Podcast. It is post-week 10, we're in week 11, we're moving towards the playoffs, and we got a bunch of guys fighting for the last two spots, so we're going to talk about it. I'm one of those guys. I am your commissioner, I am your host, I am Cody Carlicker, and this week, I got a guy who is fighting for that first place slot. We got second place Jay, Jerome Sealing here with me. Jerome, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, doing good. How's everybody out there? <laughs> good stuff. So we got something special for you guys this week. We're obviously going to run through results, but instead of doing us five things, Jerome and I are actually going to talk about quarterbacks. We're going to talk about the guy, a bunch of guys that and decide whether or not we think they're the answer to the future. Are they going to be the quarterback for their particular teams within the next three years? Does it make sense to extend them and give them, give them an extra contract? That's what Jerome and I are going to talk about. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to, we're going to try it out, and hopefully you guys enjoy it as well. But first, let's learn a little bit about Jerome. Jerome, I know that, uh, you know, a couple of guys in this league, I mean, including myself, I'm really just talking to you for the first time right now, uh, don't know much about you. Uh, I know Metzger probably doesn't know you very well. You've never met Dan. You've barely met Radio. So why don't you tell the, the league a little bit about, you know, how you got into this league, uh, how you know Mike, I think he was the entryway to, to the league, and um, I guess just go from there. Well, um, I actually know Kevin and Waloka. Uh, I grew up in Palatine, so I know them from a while back. Uh, my mom actually used to teach CCD. That's how I know them. Uh, I know Ned from high school. Never knew Mike in high school. Um, but uh, we got together, we <laughs> parties and whatnot. After his, you know, stint at Northern. Um, Did you go to Northern? Or? No, no. I, oh, that's I right. You, you worked right after college. Yeah, I worked school, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then uh, um, just kind of got to know Mike, and then now uh, we became friends and uh, got into the league that way. Um, like I, like you said, I don't know Metzger. I don't know Dan. But I hate both of them immensely. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, as many people do. Uh, and I hope that uh, you have some things specific to say to those guys whenever we come up and talk about results. Uh, were you an original, original member of the league or not? Uh, I don't believe so, no. Okay. I don't think so. No. I, I meant to, in the Mike podcast to ask about the genesis of the league, and actually we did talk about it in the deleted podcast, but uh, we'll get that another time. we got a few more weeks left here of the season. Yeah. Mike's eliminated. He didn't have anything else better to do. That's true. So, <laughs> so, so actually, like, why don't, why don't we go through the results then, uh, and let's let's start with, well, actually first, before we get into the results, uh, as you guys are probably here, a little bit louder today than it was last week. Uh, broadcasting from the same location, or I should say podcasting, from the same location. We're at Emmett's in Palatine. Steve and I were like in a quiet little section of the restaurant last week. Uh, a little bit busier this week, so Jerome and I are in the bar. So sorry for the background noise there. But drinking delicious beers and having a good time talking fantasy football. So let's do that. Uh, let's talk about the first place guy, Radio, hanging on to that first place lead with a win over Bob OB. Uh, Radio going to 9-2 and two with a 104.7 to 89.5 win over Bob. Bob got the W last week, but he goes back to his old losing ways, unfortunately, for him. Um, let's start with we'll start with Radio. Uh, not a great week for him, but it helps when your opponent scores less than 90 points. Kyler Murray with 26.7, that helps. Calvin Ridley with 24.3, coming up big in place of T.Y. Hilton. Uh, looks like T.Y. might be back this week or next week, though. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Radio always just finds a way to win. Um, he's got, let's see, one, two, five players under ten points, but then he's got huge games from Ridley, Murray, uh, Camara. He just keeps finding ways to, you know, yeah. <laughs> squeak wow. out wins. Um, yeah, absolutely. Even if it's against, you know, someone only scoring 89 points, but... A win's a win. A win's a win. And, you know, I, I, I talked a lot of shit on Mark Andrews, I, I believe, in a podcast previous, uh, because he had a really – he had a long lull in the middle of the season. But the last two weeks, it seems like he's found that connection with Lamar Jackson. 35 points combined over the last two weeks. And to go back to my original point of that midseason lull, he only had 40 points combined in the previous six games. So that really bodes well for radio heading into uh, the home stretch of the season, getting Mark Andrews going, because that was a huge advantage for that first part of the season. Right. I mean, he does does got Andrews at, uh, what did you say, 35 points the past couple weeks. But... He's got the Rams, San Francisco, and Buffalo the next three weeks. So Ooh, that's actually that's actually tough. The Rams are uh, Rams aren't as bad as what the record says they are defensively. Right. So I mean, going forward, that could be tough for him. Yep. Yep. Uh, real quick on Bob, uh, he's he's down to five and six. He's one of those guys fighting for that last playoff spot. He's out of the playoffs right now. However. You can't ever count out a guy who's rostering Patrick Mahomes. But Mahomes is on a bye this week. And Amari Cooper might be hurt. Uh, I mean, he only had 5.3 points this past week, but he was being guarded by Darius Slay, who's one of the better man-to-man corners. Um, what do you think the prospects are for Bob right now making the play? Well, I mean, you can't win, uh, expect to win many games with uh, Jacobs, Jones, Cooper, and Goodwin only contributing 32 points a week, uh, which happened this week. But um, with Mahomes going on the bye this week, I mean, Garoppolo scored 29 points last week. Catching a heater um, right now, Garoppolo. It seems yeah, like he's playing really well. He is starting to click with, you know, got Debo Samuel out there. He's got uh, hopefully Kittle coming back this week. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, so... I think he's Garoppolo starting to hit his stride, so I think he'll fit in nicely uh, this week. But if he can't get production out of his running backs and wide receivers, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, actually, that's actually a good transition into your matchup. So let's talk about yours, man, because you're rostering Debo Samuel, who's, who's helping put his the team on uh, the team on his back. Yeah. Uh, you get a, a big W, 131.9 over Cody Billick. 109.4. Cody drops to two and nine. You go up to eight and three. You're fighting for that that first round bye and possibly the first overall seed. Uh, let's start with Debo Samuel actually. 17.4 points this past week. He had a big week the week before. Um, do you think he's going to keep up that that positive momentum? Keep being that number one guy for Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, I don't see it once Sanders and Kittle come back. Which is why I picked him up for the meantime. Sanders has got that rib. Um, Kittle's got that ankle. Um, I think it's a high ankle, actually. But um, yeah. But hopefully they both come back this week um, full strength. And you know, have Samuel out of the... I uh, believe he's more suited for the slot. But, um, no, I think, I think I agree, but it's definitely... I mean... You can't help but think that he's at least at least a decent flex option moving forward. Now that he's j- gaining that trust from Jimmy Garoppolo, um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. I'm glad that I have you on this week, dude. You are playing the streaming quarterback game so well right now. Like, I know. I mean, I'm like, lucky. I think, I think <laughs> I'm think getting lucky. But you know, I saw Darnold. I think I picked him up four or five weeks ago. I saw this stretch where Darnold. Starting in week, uh, let's see here. Starting in week eight, he went from Jacksonville, Miami, the Giants, the Redskins, Oakland, uh, the Bengals, then back to Miami. Yep. So you're talking about a stretch of just terrible, awful defenses. And if anyone was going to get right, it would have been Darnold at that time. Yep. Yep. And that was just a backup option. Yep. And then Stafford two weeks ago decides to. Have that yeah, back that injury that kind of screwed me over. Um, it was a last-minute game scratch yeah. from the Bears game, and yep. uh, now it seems like he's going to be out six weeks. Yeah. So. So that Darnold pickup looks even bigger right now with that schedule. I got to stream someone for the playoffs, which is not the best thing, but it is what it is. There's there's options out there. Uh, I mean. 
that's the thing about the quarterback position is that it is particularly deep, but it's all matchup based. I mean, unless you have Lamar Jackson or um, Aaron Rodgers, oh, shit, Aaron Rodgers is even you know subject to matchups. I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, like you could really just mix and match as, as you go. Um, but you know, that's another that's another topic uh, to to go off the Stafford thing though. Stafford being hurt really hurts your Kenny Galladay ball, or, or your 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 issue there. Mike Thomas is doing the stuff in the number one wide receiver one spot, but your wide receiver two with Kenny Galladay is really affected them. Right. I mean, he's only he only put up uh, three points. Uh, yeah, he only had one points. catch for thirty, and luckily it was for thirty-four yards. But one catch for thirty-four yards. The previous week wasn't very good with Driscoll either. Yeah. Driscoll seems like he has a better rapport with Marvin Jones. Um, but it's just, I mean, maybe they play Washington this week. Maybe that chemistry builds a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is that's going to hurt my team a little bit, but. Um, uh, with Adams, Devonta Adams being on the bye last week, filling him into the uh, wide receiver one role, I basically have two wide receiver ones in Thomas about and Thomas Adams. Adams yep. um, so Galladay, I'm pretty much going to be streaming between Galladay, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, and probably Devo Samuel. Yep. So good position to be in. Sure. At the wide receiver position. Yep. Yep. You're doing okay. So uh, real quick on Cody Billick, uh, dude. Put up 109.4. That could have got him a win against a lot of other guys this week. Uh, but, unfortunately, he played you, who uh, I believe you had top points. Um, I feel bad for the guy. Breeze <laughs> put up 21. The Saints D put up 17. Tariq Cohen put up 16 in a, just a random spot start. Um, but didn't start a tight end. I, I mean, it seemed uh, – hey, I, I, I shot a text out last – or I think it was Monday night – I'm completely baffled about how people don't plan uh, contingency plans for whenever uh, uh, somebody goes out. You have two days to claim somebody. Figure it out. <laughs> well, you know, that hurt me bad last week calling that semester. I right. lost by, I think, what, not even a point or two? Yep. Because I, you know, forgot to take a damn tight end on Saturday, and I, you know, I, that was my fault. I mean, it, shit happens, and... I lost to one of the worst teams in the damn league. You know, yeah. It sucks because I would have been tied for first place right now. Subtle jab at Metzger, who's been uh, giving you not subtle jabs over the text thread. Uh, just got just called Metzger one of the worst teams in the league, and that is what his record shows. And we'll get to him a little bit later. But let's talk a little bit about another guy who's been giving you not so subtle jabs in the league. Let's talk about Dan Melmar. He gets the W over Steve. 114.3 to 73.4. Dan goes to 7-4. and four. Steve falls out of the playoff, uh, pick, well, not not completely out of the playoff picture, but he is on the outside looking in at 5-6. and six. Um, And he got spotted 30 points from John Brown. John Brown nearly had half of his points, and then the rest of his team couldn't do anything. And he also didn't have a flex because Robert Woods just decided not to play. <laughs> yeah, that was just, I mean, Steve, terrible luck. Zero points from David Johnson, losing his job this week. Yeah, let's talk about the David Johnson thing. So, no touches. He got nothing in that game. And he's losing his a first-round pick, a first-round fantasy football pick, has now just completely got benched. And I don't think that I've ever seen that, just outright benched. I've seen definitely people getting hurt, but outright benched? That's crazy. Right, and it almost makes you think, like, there is something still wrong with them. Being it's hurt a couple be right. weeks, there has to be something. Because yeah. he was one of the most productive players in the league yeah. not like two years ago. Yeah, and even last year. I mean, he was pretty productive last year on a terrible team. Right. <laughs> I mean, being in Arizona, I mean, he wants to throw the damn ball, too. Yeah. So, I mean, well, Cliff wants Johnson to throw the ball. But, but you'd think he would at least get some catches out of the backfield. Yeah. But not getting anything all game. It's amazing. I, it's absolutely I amazing, and it's really bad luck for Steve. And I don't know how much depth he really has behind David Johnson to to come from behind and, and catch a playoff spot. But um, that's why we play the games. Fantasy is, is a crazy game. Um, he's also got to figure out some solutions other way or in other spots. Or Raheem, he's had to start Raheem Mostert, who got him 3.7, and Kyle Allen, who got him 5.7. So that's not looking good either. Yeah, I mean, 
He's got two of the least productive San Francisco running backs on his team. He's got uh, Chris Carson on his bench, which is good. He is yeah, solid. he had a bye last week. So, so but yep. anybody coming back, he'll be good. But, I mean, can you start David Johnson anymore? No, he's, he's got to be on the so, bench. I mean, yeah. I mean, who does he got? Well, I do believe he picked up Jonathan Williams uh, off er, off waivers. So he made he made a big a big uh, he was a big spender uh, last night. I think he put ten dollars on Jonathan Williams, even though Jordan Wilkins I think practiced yesterday. So he's still maybe splitting touches with Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines tomorrow night. But yeah, that's the problem with uh, you know picking up those Wednesday uh, waivers. You don't yep. really know like once the starter goes down, you don't know who that you know. Ty Johnson. With my fifty-one dollars spent on Ty fucking Johnson, and I've yeah. gotten what ten carries out of him. I didn't even unbelieve the damn guy. I think yeah. I picked up Bo Scarborough off the street, who looks like the starter now. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, what are you gonna do? You need a he needs a running back. So. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Steve, outside looking in, still got a chance though. Still at five and six, only a game back from that last playoff spot. Let's talk about Dan. He's solidly in the playoffs, and he's battling for a first-round bye. Uh, only a game back from you, um, and it's really all on the back of Lamar Jackson. 33 and a half points. Stephon Diggs still at 20.6. Also, um, he didn't need to start a defense. He's another guy who just didn't play somebody. Didn't or had Seattle's defense on bye and, and just kept him there. Um, but he's got a tough, a uh, little bit of tough luck this week. He has five starters on bye going into yeah, yeah. week 12 here, uh, where he's trying to get that that first round bye for himself. Yeah, um, I mean, with Lamar Jackson getting 33.5, um, that kind of covers up for Tariq Hill getting zero points, getting hurt in the. Pretty sure he got hurt in the first quarter of that game, uh, and this kicker only getting one point, uh, but he still got 114.3. So yep. that's most likely going to win you the game. Yep, he's uh, he's solidly in the playoffs at this point, even though he's only a game up on uh, O'Brien and myself. Uh, but it would take some sh- something short of a miracle uh, for him to get eliminated. So he's he's looking pretty good. Um, so. Nevertheless, that's actually a good transition to Kevin O'Brien and myself. So I take the victory over Kev. 115.5 to 67.3. We are both at 6-5, and five, holding the last two spots in the playoffs as we speak. I'm not holding my breath. Anything can happen in fantasy football. I'm not getting too bad on myself, but I will savor this win, even when Kevin's team looks absolutely pathetic with a 67-point effort. Um, Just sure, Just sure. He had Russell Wilson and Saquon on a bye. I know that. I got lucky with neither of them being there, but no one stepped up. Sony Michelle with 5.4. D.D. Westbrook 5.2. Allen Robinson 3.5. He had six guys in single digits. <laughs> Can't win games like that. No. Nope. And there's not much else you can say about Kevin, really, other other than truly disappointing. He's dropped three of four. Luckily, he gets Russ and Saquon back this week. We think. I'm not sure on the uh, the Saquon injury situation right now, but I think he's probably okay um, as of right now. But uh, on my end, big week from Josh Allen. you got to love it when guys are playing the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> it's just, it's an automatic, you know, what, 15, 20 points At for anyone? At least, right? Jesus. At least. Uh, Christian McCaffrey doing his thing. I mean, I don't know where I'd be without this guy. I mean, 24.6. He I'm, actually got less points than his projection. He was projected to get 24.7 points. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane. Yeah. Projection of 24.7. But. Yep. There he is. And, yep. then, and then you got Eckler, who has been just solid. Even since Gordon's come back, mm-hmm. he's still getting touchdowns, still catching balls out of the backfield. Um, he's been a nice surprise. I will say that. I mean, I drafted him thinking that he'll get me through the first handful of weeks in the season and then hoping that Montgomery or Miles Sanders, one of those two, would pop. But that hasn't, I mean, hasn't really happened. You'll have a week where Montgomery gets you 21 points, and you're like, all right, the Bears finally figured it out. But then, like, last week, he gets you, I mean, like, he got me, like, what, six? Like, I, I it's very frustrating. Um, and I hope that, for my sake, that 
somebody on my bench figures it out and comes up with some consistency, or else I'm just kind of, you know, shooting a, a, a shooting something in the dark and hoping that somebody gets me ten. So. Right, and this week you you kind of had to have Sanders take that lead. You had Jordan Howard out. Mm-hmm. You had um, Sproles go on IR. Yep. And so I this was that, his this was his spot to say, okay, the, this, this this number one job is mine mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. Yep. Let's go. Especially if you did it against the Patriots, right? You and, figured there'd be some motivation there. Yeah, and I don't know, just nothing. So I mean, the Patriots defense is is good. Uh, however, he he didn't inspire me at all, uh, and I'm and I'm really really sad about that. Uh, but. I got some other options on the bench, and hopefully they they pan out. So there's that. Let's talk about another guy, probably the bane of your existence on the text thread. Let's talk about Metzger and uh, him essentially getting eliminated from the playoffs with a loss to Chris Waloka. Uh, Chris takes the win, goes to 7-4, and four, firmly putting himself in the playoffs with 105.8 to 82.7. Uh, Chris gets off the two-game schneid, and Metzger, like I said, um, gets eliminated just due to not putting the right guys in the lineup when he should have. Marvin Jones has shown that he has some pretty good uh, uh, relationship with Jeff Driscoll. He's on the bench with 17.9. Kyle Rudolph, who's been a stud over the past four weeks, 15.2. I don't know how you don't start those two guys. Right, especially with um, what is he got? Tyler Boyd and Eric Ebron. What are you starting those two people for? Well, especially when Ryan Lindley's throwing to Tyler Boyd. <laughs> I mean, it's just what, Tyler Boyd, 1.5 points. Ebron, 4.7. Jeez, uh, if we go 30 points on the bench, that's just that's pathetic. Well, and, and they were, they seem to be to good to good starts. Yeah, can I get the uh, same thing he's got? Yeah. Yeah. Paul's in for uh, for a drink order, everyone. we got to make sure that we're properly lubricated to talk about fantasy football. But yes, Metzger left 30 points on the, boy, or 30 points on the bench uh, from guys that seem to be on hot streaks. So, uh, you know, he did make one good decision, and he left the Lions defense on the bench. Not really sure why he's actually rostered them. <laughs> However, uh, he played the Jets instead. But let's talk about Chris, uh, a team that essentially locked himself into the playoffs with that win. Uh, I feel like the trade with Dan isn't going the way that he anticipated uh, with Deshaun Watson only getting him four points this week. Right, I mean, he's been just, I I think he's averaging over 20 points a game before that trade. Um, He had a bye last week, and then he comes back with four four points. And he thought it was going to be a shootout with, uh, uh, with that game and just didn't turn out to be that with way. The Ravens, yeah, you you would think. I mean, the Ravens D. I mean, they the proved quarterbacks, yeah. Jackson, Watson. Yep. So, yeah, um, the Ravens just found a way to shut him down. Yeah, they they looked really good. Um, the other side, I mean, the other part of that trade that actually looks like it's okay. Uh, Cortland Sutton gets him 16, which is good. Uh, DJ Shark puts up 26.4. Uh, Raiders D. Coming up big, 14. But the other question, and this has been Chris's common theme throughout this year, James Conner looks like he's hurt again. Another guy goes down for Chris. Conner only 2.1, and we don't know if he's going to play this week yet. Right. I mean, you can't uh, – I mean, he's just hit the injury bug, and it sucks. Uh, Conner, he's got feeling. Um, it's just – I mean, he could probably make the playoffs, but I don't know if he can sustain that success without Connor coming. I mean, he has, what has he got, Bell on his team, maybe can be an RB1, but he's probably more an RB2 at this point. Yeah, um, volume-based RB2. Yeah, yeah. so, so. Um, got to have those RB1s in the playoffs. Yep, you you really do. You got to lean on them, or if you don't have an RB one, you got to have a stud wide receiver or a stud quarterback. Um, so hope, or I guess he's got to be hoping that Deshaun Watson starts putting up a couple of thirty point games every week, um, or else things might be it might be a short run in the playoffs. Um, let's talk about the last matchup and a guy <laughs> who is somehow still in the playoff conversation after six straight weeks of scoring. 87 points or less. Ned gets a huge W against Mike Awesome, finally putting up over 100, 124.2. And then, of course, 
Mike Awesome gets a gets a guy who's having his best week uh, playing against him. Mike didn't have a great week himself, only 84.1. The miserable season keeps continuing. He drops down to two and nine. Um, touchdown, Tom Brady, doing his normal midseason lull. Uh, 8.5 points for him. Cooper Cup improves on last week. Uh, he ended up scoring 6.8. Uh, it's hard to get worse than last week, though. Should have had that touchdown. Yes, he had out at the what half yard line at the Bears game. So, yep. uh, it still won't matter in this game. But uh, Ned, oh Jesus, what can you say about his team? It's just god awful. <laughs> but uh, hey, how does he keep winning games? It, it, I mean, he, it, the two opposite seasons right there. Mike always catches a team on their best week. Ned always keeps, catches a team on on their worst week. That's true. <laughs> and that is the only reason Ned is still in. This playoff race shouldn't be. I think he only has 30 more points than Cody Billick. Oh, really? So it's just like, oh, Jesus. That's amazing. And that's after this 124 point game. Yeah. So, but he's got Dak, yep. who's playing at an MVP level right now. Yeah. If the Cowboys were 8 and 2, a little bit, had a couple more wins, mm-hmm. I think he'd be in the. MVP race. You know, with the thing with Dak, and we'll, we might talk about this during our QB rundown here in a little bit, is there's times where he just looks like an absolute stud, and then there's other times where he just like kind of disappears, and you just don't know what what really is going on. And the last, I mean, like looked great against the Lions, and I thought he looked really good against the Vikings uh, the week before, but they ended up taking the loss. So he's just kind of an interesting guy. Um, but huge week from him, 31.6. Mark Ingram getting 22. Todd Gurley having a big week with 18.8. But I think the real interesting thing here is Joe Mixon. Finally. Is finally starting to come around, and that's what could make Ned's team interesting in this last stretch. Um, Mixon getting 16.8 coming off, I think, last week he had a 130-yard game. So if Mixon keeps going, Ned could be dangerous. Yeah, I mean... Mixon, I'm pretty sure Ned kept him over Ezekiel Elliott, which thank you, Ned, uh, for that. Um, terrible decision by you, but uh, he's just been god awful all year. Yeah. Like, I think he's averaged maybe nine or ten points a game. Uh, maybe. Maybe. That. Until like last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I uh, can't have that off your no. keeper. He got his first touchdown of the year, actually, on Sunday. So. And Cincinnati's just been a dumpster fire of a team. Yeah. Uh, so you'd think they would run it more, but he's not found anything. The, that offensive uh, line is just awful. I but, mean, you look at Andy Dalton's stats, uh, and dude was getting just destroyed. I think he, I think he's still fifth in the league in amount of sacks that he's taken, and he hasn't played the last like three weeks. So, <laughs> um, it's it's unbelievable. And looking at his bench, I mean, I mean he's got Gurley, Ingram, and Mixon. So if they produce like they produce this week. He could be a dangerous team in the playoffs. 124. Mm-hmm. You score 124, you can win most weeks. Yep. But I don't know if you can trust that. So. Uh, it, it is hard to trust, especially with the Rams offense kind of being up and down and Gurley's health. You never know what's going to happen with that. Right. So, And um, one last thing to point out, Ned. Um, you've had the Tampa Bay kicker stashed on your team for weeks. What the hell are you doing? Like, you're you're, tell, you're saying that know. he has two kickers, right? He has two kickers on his team. He's got <laughs> Justin Tucker, the reliable Justin Tucker. And he's got the Tampa Bay kicker on his team. Well, well the funny thing about Ned is he, he rarely makes a transaction on the Wednesday waivers. And then he'll just spend a stupid amount on somebody on Saturday when the competitiveness for those guys is, is much smaller. Like, there's no reason to spend 20 bucks on a Saturday. Uh, typically, you can grab a guy for, for 8 bucks, But, nope, that's where he spent all of his money. But, uh, hey, you know, the, who, who are we to judge? He's 5-6, and six and he's fighting for a playoff spot. So, there's that. Yeah, he's probably busy, you know, five days a week. He goes to school for his consecutive... 13th year of college, I think it is. Yeah. Or is this the 14th year, Ned? I'm, I'm unsure. It's it's a mystery, as we all know. <laughs> no one really knows, but <laughs> he's real busy. He's got things to do. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't come on the pod yet, nor does he uh, actually seem like he's 
quite interested in, in the pod. Uh, but hit me up, Ned. I'd love to get you on here and discuss your um, your tactics in school and fantasy football. Real quick, before we get into uh, to our last segment, our uh, our substitution of five things, I want to run through what the schedule looks like for next week because it's interesting. I mean, like I said, we got five teams fighting for the last two spots, and the first matchup is actually. Not one of those uh, those matchups fighting for the fast or the last two spots, but it's our first and second place teams going head to head again. Uh, Jerome versus Radio. Radio got the win the first time, uh, and this is essentially a battle for the number one seed in the playoffs because you're you're beating Radio pretty handily in the points column. So no, he's he's got it. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Um, well, he he was trying to tell me that he thought your team was way better. Well, it is way better, um, but he just keeps finding ways to win. It's ridiculous. Well, he's been having the Patriots defense score. That's right, the 25, 30 points a game, which is just goddamn ridiculous. Those first six or seven weeks when yep. they were playing just scrub ass teams. Yep. And uh, nevertheless. Uh, but big matchup there. Um, I face Dan. Dan's trying to go for that first round bye. I'm trying to make sure that I get a, get a playoff spot. So that is going to be an interesting matchup to watch. Ned versus Kevin. Playoff implications on the line there. Kevin at 6-5. and five, Ned at 5-6. and six. Then we got Metzger and Steve. Steve's fantasy football life at stake against Jake Metzger. What will happen? Cody Billick versus Chris Woloka, not as big of stakes there, uh, but we'll see if Chris can make his case for a first-round bye. And then last but not least, Bob fighting for his fantasy football uh, playoff life against Mike Awesome. We'll see what happens there. All right, next we have five things substitution, the quarterback edition, and we'll talk to you uh, whenever that starts. All right, so like I said, this week's edition of five things we're going to focus on quarterbacks and it's way more than five things and you know i want to i want to focus on quarterbacks because it's obviously the most important position in football and i feel like a lot of people think that the quarterbacks get uh, overemphasized. Uh, we don't. I mean, you don't talk about defensive ends as much, or or corners, or safeties, or wide receivers, or running backs. But it's because they're not as recognizable, and they're not as immediately. Um, they don't impact the game as immediately as a quarterback who touches the ball on every single play. And obviously, as I would know, and you would know, as Bears and Buccaneers fans, if you don't have a good quarterback. Your team's gonna be shaky at best, right? <laughs> right. So, especially uh, not having a quarterback for pretty much ever. Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. So similar uh, with Tampa Bay. <laughs> just, just never a quarterback. So, what what I did and what we're gonna talk about here is we broke it down into six different groups, and we're essentially the question that we want to answer is this quarterback the answer within the next three years. Is he going to be a franchise guy? Will the team extend his contract after this after this run? So there's definitely some guys that uh, are no-brainers, and we're not going to talk about them a whole lot. We're going to talk about the guys that are question marks. And so we have six different groups of quarterbacks here, uh, and we're going to try to run through this quickly, but I'm, a, I'm hoping that we're going to have some good debate here. So the first group that we're just going to fly right through, I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of discussion here, is... Absolutely. These teams are no doubt hanging on to this guy or their quarterback for as long as possible unless some unforeseen circumstance happens, an injury or just a quarterback falling off the face of the earth. But these guys are Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Do you have any any qualms with that list? Well, hopefully Aaron Rodgers falls off the face of the earth and kills himself. But um, other than that, I got nothing. That's brutal. (laughs) Um, All right. Group one, we're in agreement. Group two, these guys are at the end of the line. They should be retiring any time, right? But they're going to be the guy for their team until they retire. That's Drew Brees, that's Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady. We don't know how much longer these guys are going to play. Hell, Tom Brady could play for the I mean for the next ten years. We don't know, man. But but yeah, Tom if, Brady pretty much has. I mean, whenever he wants to stop playing, that's when he stops playing. Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers maybe has a shorter leash. 
Yeah, I don't think After he's gonna take year. a. I don't think he's gonna take a backup role though. I think he. <laughs> I think if he thinks we'll that. We'll uh, off into the sunset and have seventeen more children and just be done with himself and, <laughs> and whatever. And have the nicest swear words ever, <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, those guys are are in category number two. I think we're in agreement there. Yeah. Group three is on the other end of the spectrum. They're just too new. We don't have enough information here to make a decision on whether or not they're the solid piece for this organization. And those guys are Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke slash Brandon Allen. Uh, I'm assuming that Drew, I mean, we haven't seen Drew Locke play. Brandon Allen's only played a couple of games here. I don't think that Brandon Allen's the guy, but I I wanted to group him in there. Uh, Ryan Lindley, same thing. He's played a couple of games. Doesn't look like the answer, but I but we don't have a ton of information there. We've seen weirder things happen, and last, or and, and then we also have Josh Rosen. Uh, I, I'm not ready to give up on this guy yet. We really haven't seen him play enough in a decent a, offense. Yeah, he doesn't even have a full game or full season worth of games. Yeah. He just had the shit under the stick. Yep. I mean, in Arizona, and then traded away to Miami. He only played two games in here. Yep. Yep. They. Or if it's magic. Like, yep. What the hell were they? Might as well just play Josh Rosen at this point. I guess maybe they didn't want the locker room to uh, the locker room to to have a mutiny against uh, against the coaches. But um, I actually I, I still have hope for Josh Rosen. I think he still might be the best guy out of that draft class. But um, we're gonna we're gonna not talk about him a ton here. Another couple of guys that I think are there's not enough info on, but we've seen some flashes are Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones. Um, I have more confidence on Kyler Murray than I do Daniel Jones, but the but Daniel Jones has shown some flashes. Not really fair to really evaluate where they're at right now. Right. I mean, they're both rookies. They only have, what, 10 games under their belt. Uh, they both look good at times, both look bad at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler Murray obviously has got the running ability. Um, but we'll see where that goes. I mean, you can't, you can't judge them off of half a year. All right. Well, let's have some fun. Let's talk about the next group, all right? This is where things get interesting. Group four. These guys are on their rookie court, er, rookie contracts. So teams are getting them for cheap. They're still evaluating the uh, whether or not they're going to get the extension, whether or not they're going to exercise the fifth-year option for many of these guys. So, I, But I do think that for many of these folks, we have enough information to make a decision based on their play, and the first guy I want to bring up is Mitch Trubisky. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky. 25 years old. He'll be making, uh, let's see, $9.2 million in 2020. Face at Chicago, he will be back next year, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think he will be back. He's absolutely going to be back yeah. next year. But going forward... <laughs> Ugh. I don't think Chicago can afford to not bring in quarterback competition next year. Um, and if he's the starter for the Bears in 2020, we have a fucking problem. Because uh, he has not shown any improvement. I I think he will be the starter going into 2020. Uh, but after 20, I do not think the Bears are going to pick up his fifth-year option. Um, I, I think they're going to tell him that he needs to prove it. Um, but it's it, what's funny is, you know, you, you the dichotomy of what Matt Nagy says and then what Matt Nagy shows whenever he's coaching, right? So what he says in the pl- press conferences is Mitch is our guy. He's great. He builds him up, you know, he uh, builds him up in every way that he possibly can. But then whenever he's calling plays, the ball never gets aired out. He's never letting Mitch take control. Um, and, I mean, it's all check downs or, or, uh, or safe passes. Um, it's because, I mean, frankly, it shows that he doesn't have faith in his quarterback because his quarterback doesn't have much talent. No. Zero faith in Trubisky. Can't even throw a five-yard out pass at this point. Um, supposed to be good on the run. Ryan Pace has taut, uh, uh, said that Trubisky, that's the reason they drafted him, was his accuracy and pocket presence. Mm-hmm. Literally the two worst things this man has right now is his pocket presence and his accuracy. Yep. Dude's got happy feet. And uh, it's just very frustrating to watch, and we can't keep going like this in Chicago. 
there's a way that you can win with that type of guy, though. There's a way. I mean, like, there's there sincerely is, and it and it's just I I said I, I said before the podcast I wasn't gonna harp on this. Yes, we are. Yes. Um, sorry, getting great help here from Emmett's again. Uh, my, I, I told I told Jerome that I wasn't going to rant about the Bears again. And I'm not even a Bears fan, but it's just frustrating to watch them every week. The way to win with a quarterback that's, that can be a game manager is you just run the ball and you swing pass and you screen and you draw and you use the tight end. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not Lord, that hard. Just look what Baltimore is doing with Lamar Jackson. Yes, exactly. They have literally game planned everything around Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have... I think he's probably not even in the top 20 in pass yards. I Maybe. <laughs> but that team, he's an MVP right now. Yep, yep. Anyway, um, so that's a no on Mitch Trubisky. What about Kyle Allen? Uh, that's a tough one. I think, yes. Really? Kyle Allen will be the starter okay. going forward for Carolina. And I think <laughs> that Carolina will trade Cam Newton this offseason. So interesting. They could cut him, but I think they will. I mean, they do have him under control for one more year, and I'm sure that another team would love to. And I was going to talk about Cam a little bit later, but we can talk about him now with Kyle Allen. I think that another team would love to take a one-year flyer on Cam Newton. So. Yeah, and that one team right now should be the Chicago Bears. It makes sense. Um, Odd Sharks has the Bears at plus 250 right now for Cam Newton being uh, week one starter for 2020. Interesting betting stats. Uh, I love it. Got Bengals at plus 300 and Panthers at plus 400. So <laughs> uh, I would love Cam Newton to be in Chicago. I mean, he would be a... He'd be a breath big, of fresh air. I'm not a, a Cam offer. Newton guy. I'm, I'm not. I, I don't think he's a, a very good quarterback, but he's better than Mitchell Trubisky. So. I mean, <laughs> as much as we push Jay Cutler out of this damn city, I bet you 98% of Chicago would love to have Jay Cutler back right now. I believe so as well. I'm going to disagree with you on Kyle Allen, though. Um, and I don't know if Cam Newton's a quarterback there next year either, but um, I guess my big question is, who is Kyle Allen? Is he the guy from the first four games who didn't throw one pick? Or is he the guy from the last four games who's thrown nine picks? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess we'll find that out in the last six games of the season, five games of the season, whatever's left. Um, but I think I do think that's interesting. Uh, maybe defensives have figured him out. Um, maybe he's gotten into his own head. Um, but interesting guy nonetheless. Next guy. I think this will be a quick one. Dak Prescott. 100% he will get extended. Yep. Yep. I agree. If the Cowboys don't give him money, someone will give him money. The Cowboys, I mean, they're they're strapped with Amari Cooper and, and Zeke Elliott, but they would be – it's just at this point, Dak's having such a good year, it would be dumb for them not to retain him because who are you going to get that's better? He's the current passing yards leader. He's second in passing touchdowns, and he's eighth in QB rating. On top of all that, he has a career record of 38 and 20. So yeah, yeah that's I, pretty good stats. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys could do their fifth-year option next year, but then you're looking at the same situation he had with Elliott. He doesn't have a fifth-year option because he, he was a fourth-round draft oh, that's pick. Right, that's so. right. Okay, so uh, doing a little more research on him, he's only made four million dollars mm-hmm. in his entire career. That's only 1.1 percent of the entire Cowboys cap hit this year. He needs to get paid. Needs to get paid. His adjusted salary valuation right now is thirty-one point three million dollars. Sounds about right. So, Um, dude's a winner. Uh, I'm. I've never really been a huge Dak fan, but he's having a fucking season, and he needs to get paid like a a starting quarterback. He's certainly a top twenty guy, probably a top fifteen. Maybe you could probably you. Some people will make an argument for a top ten. So, dude needs to get paid like a starting quarterback. So let's move on. Next guy. Baker Mayfield. I think he will be in Cleveland. You think he's you think he's going to be a, a Cleveland Brown past this next contract or the next contract? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Why do you believe in Baker Mayfield? I think he's shown enough in his NFL career that he'll get that second contract. So. 
I mean, he does a little off-the-field things that are annoying. His press conferences are annoying. But I think I think Baker. You know who he reminds me of? Cam Newton. And the reason why I say that is whenever whenever things are good, he's great. He's a lot of fun. He, you know, he's 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 the fun guy. He's fun to watch. But whenever things are bad, he's got that mopey ass look on his face. And I think that that brings the rest of the team down. You see, whenever things are bad, Cam's all sulking. He's all sad and blah 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 blah. And I just I I think that affects everybody around him. I think that Baker has that same type of personality, and that is why. I think the Browns will move on past this, and unless they bring in a coach. Yeah, I was going to say, Kitchens has got to go. Kitchens is terrible. He's absolutely <laughs> terrible. You watch him call a game, it just makes zero sense, less sense, way less sense than Matt Nagy. I mean, Matt Nagy is Bill Belichick compared to Freddie Kitchen. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, but unless they bring in a guy who can harness that Baker Mayfield energy, I don't think that he's long for this league. Uh, let's go on to another guy, Josh Allen. What do you think about him? I think Josh Allen has shown enough in Buffalo to to get an extension mm-hmm. um, with his running ability. And if they can just get a little bit more help in the receiving core, I think they'll be all right. I I like Josh Allen. I, I really do. I, I so. I think that they need to get a system that suits him a little bit better. I think if they ran, like, the same offense as the Ravens, uh, now Josh Allen's not nearly as athletic as Lamar Jackson, but he runs a lot. He runs well. My question with Josh Allen is he's not a very accurate quarterback, and he's had some concussion issues. So if he's going to continue running around like he does, then he may be off the field more than he's on the field. Um, I think the Bills will extend him because when have they, they they need to harness that success. It looks like that they're going to go to the playoffs this year. Um, so I think that just keeping talent in Buffalo as hard as it is, they're going to extend him anyway. So uh, last but not least on this round, Sam Darnold. No. I do not think... I thought I was on Sam Darnold Island, anti-Sam Darnold Island. Uh, So I'm glad to hear that somebody else uh, agrees with me. He was supposed to be the next coming of Peyton Manning. You know, everyone uh, wanted Darnold, and he has just not, he's just not done anything. I mean... 28 to 25 touchdown to interception ratio. A 7 and 13 record. I have a... I have a philosophy, and I've talked about this on the podcast. If you throw interceptions and you're careless with the football in college, that just doesn't magically change whenever you go to the NFL. That was his knock whenever he's at USC, is that he turned the ball over too much. He threw too many interceptions. He was too careless with the football. And the same thing has happened in the NFL. Um, I think he's had plenty of talent, and I think he's a sharp kid, but you can't turn the ball over in the today's NFL. No. That's literally the easiest way to lose. You can score points like nobody's business. So if you're turning it over to the other team, that's going to allow them to score more points than you. Uh, okay, because it's pouring very foamy, but I'll top you off one week. Oh, okay, thank you. So, man, just like I said, great service here that's at Nemitz. Nice. Top and that was, you off and everything. She's going to just just top it all off. Just make me feel real good. Um, but nevertheless, let's get to <laughs> let's get to group five. All right, we got through the rookie quarterbacks. Let's get to the guys that got paid, and I think this is going to be a lot more fun to talk about. Um, these guys, so many of these guys, had big question marks on them. They got big contracts, and now we're trying to figure out was it worth it? Was it worth that investment? And the number one guy to talk about there is Kirk Cousins. What do you think about him, Jerome? He's, he's one of those guys that shows you flashes. Like, what, the past four, five, six weeks, he's been, like, the number one, number two quarterback in the league. But then before that, he was, like, one of the worst quarterbacks. And it's just, like, every game, like, he'll put up stats. He'll throw yards. He'll throw touchdowns. But he'll throw just a costly pick. Mm-hmm. Or he'll fumble the ball. And it's just, like, he's done that in... Uh, Washington, and he's now doing it in Minnesota. Um, 
Does Minnesota extend him? I think they would. I mean, unless – what are they going to do? I don't Man. know. That's, that's been my thing with Cousins from day one is he's a top 20 quarterback in the league. And I've had I've had interesting arguments with other folks who argue that he's a top 10 quarterback. I work my, my work is based out of Minnesota, and it's hilarious whenever I go up there about how much sports talk radio hates. Or like I shouldn't say they hate. They just talk shit about Kirk Cousins like nonstop. And I'm sitting back with an objective point of view, and I'm thinking like – you look at his numbers and you look at what he's done, it's been pretty good. Let's talk about, I mean, like, to talk about, like, what he's done this year. Since he got called out after the Chicago game, he has an 18-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio. Overall, the entire the entire league, he's second in QB rating. The only person that's higher than him is Russell Wilson. He's had 4,000 yards passing four years in a row. And his, the most interceptions that he's ever thrown in a season is 13. His contract is up after 2020. But I think if you're a, if you're an NFL team and you got that guy in the building, like, yeah, he's got some warts, but so does so many other quarterbacks, and you're not going to upgrade that easy. You and I know as Bears and Buccaneers fans. Right. I mean, so I think the, the Vikings would be absolutely insane to let this guy walk. Right, and it was smart of him to only do these little two, three-year contracts. Oh, dude, he's just making so much bank. Making thirty-one million uh, next year, he's going to be making probably forty. Yep. Forty. Yep. I mean, what Jared Goff is making thirty-six, so he's going to be making forty. Yep. All right, so. moving on. Matt Stafford. Uh, no, I don't think he's going to be there. Contract, he could get cut after the twenty twenty season. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he'll get cut in 2020, but he won't. Maybe he'll live out his contract and sail off to the sunset, but, um, I mean, he, he's having an MVP year this year. He was, this he is his hurt. best year. Like, this is his best year. He's throwing uh, his least interceptions he's ever thrown in mm-hmm. his entire career. Um, God, that just sucks for him. Um, Dude but, puts up numbers. Dude absolutely puts up numbers. Um, he was fifth in QB rating uh, before he got injured. Um, the the two things I really want to mention about Stafford, and the Lions suck every single year, <laughs> but he has 34 career game-winning drives. That's insane. Yeah. Like, that's a lot, <laughs> especially for a shitty Lions franchise. I mean, and he's had six years of 4,200-plus uh, yards. Thank you very much. Um, I, he's always put up stats. He's always put up always. stats, but he hasn't resulted in wins. I've always won four or five, maybe six, seven games a year. So they, they just—I mean—it's just on the cusp of, of whether or not they get in the playoffs. And if they right. do get in the playoffs, they get eliminated in the first round. I—it's tough to move on from him, but I—I I think that he's been in the building long enough to where maybe bringing in a different guy would would That's would be I was a good thing. I mean, he's only 31 years old. Mm-hmm. But he's been in the league for 10 years. Yes. I mean, now he's got this back problem that no one really kind of knows. He's I mean, fractured, first, fractured vertebrae? <laughs> first it was like, you know, day to day, and now, now it's six weeks, and now it's uh, kind of who knows? Yep. So That's kind of... Uh, a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> Broken back. Uh, let's get on to uh, Jimmy G. I think he'll be there. Uh, he is starting to blossom. They can I cut think. him after this season, but yeah, he lo- he's starting I to look he's good, starting right? To blossom. I mean, this the first half of this year, you were like, oh Jesus, he's a dink and dunk passer. He's you know throwing mm-hmm. less than 200 yards a game, uh, getting paid 37 million dollars a year mm-hmm. this year. Uh, but these past oh man, these past few games, he's just been. He's looked good. Yep. Um, I'm going to disagree with you. So I don't think that they're going to get rid of him after this year. However, I don't see him on the roster for a very long time. Um, good things about Jimmy G. He's 17-3 and three as a starting quarterback, which is insane. He's got a 35-18 to 18 touchdown to interception ratio, which isn't great. That's not even 2-1. to one. Um, And he's 28 years old. So that's a little bit old for I mean like you I mean like he seems like a, a new quarterback but he's been in the league for a while. 
And my thing with Jimmy G, and, and maybe we'll get we'll get shown this later in this year, but he hasn't really won a big game yet. He hasn't really ever been in a big game where there's been a, a lot of expectation. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch may want to move on after after a couple of years of the Jimmy G experience. experience. I would go out on a limb and say no, that Jimmy G is not going to be there uh, for the foreseeable future. Another guy who's a big question mark, same division, Jared Goff. No. <laughs> All right. Absolutely not. This man got paid. The Bears exposed him last year, and he has just been on a downward spiral. I don't know how he got paid this year, but... He is just, uh, he's been not bad. Good at all. He's been bad. I mean, he's still getting the yards. Mm-hmm. I think he's still top ten. In fifth in yards. Fifth in yards. Yeah. But if anyone watches any of those Rams games, no one is ever saying that Jared Goff has looked. Anywhere it's all Sean say. McVay. Yeah. Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Sean McVay. And I think that's absolutely true. Um, the Rams can't cut him until after 2021. But I think that that is. Like, that is the end of the line there. What's funny is, like, you look at his career project, er, progression, and it's been rookie year was terrible. Year, tier, year two was good. Year three was really good. And then this year, he looks like he's a rookie again. Um, he doesn't take a lot of sacks, but he's only has a 60% completion percentage. That's awful. Um, and I, I think what it is is he's got the same thing as Trubisky. I think he's got confidence issues. I think it's all between the ears. Yeah, I mean, I really do think that that Bears game last year in the cold, when they just destroyed him, they sacked him. Well, it could be. It could have been that. And that was the blueprint that everyone's used now. Internal pressure up the middle has caused Jared Goff to, for whatever reason. Well, he's a statue. So he can't do anything. Yeah. You get that internal pressure, and it's over for him. Yep. All right. Carson Wentz. I will go... I mean, he just signed that contract. Right? They can't... They can They they can cut him after 2022. So it's kind of like... So I guess maybe we rephrase Carson Wentz's thing. Is They're, they're not going to cut him in the next three years. I guess, what do you think about Carson Wentz? A lot of a lot of professional guys, a lot of guys just think the world of him. They think that he's just he just makes plays that nobody else can. But they also they also said that about Jay Cutler. And well, <laughs> and and there's my, always quarterbacks that can, you know, make that one throw that no one else can. Mm-hmm. But Carson Wentz then also just airmail shit. Mm-hmm. Just like every other quarterback. And Carson Wentz, to me, watching Philly games. Have you ever watched a Philly game and said, oh, he's the reason that they won? No. No. I can't. I can't say I that. Mean, I can't say that. And that's, I'm, I'm on the same board. They won a Super Bowl with their backup. The same, the same boat with you. So. What a lot of people don't know, and I, I think that this would amaze a lot of people, Carson Wentz's regular season record is 28 and 22. And the Eagles have been consistently good <laughs> over the past several years. And you would think that that's because Carson Wentz, right? Even with the Nick Foles thing. And he had that one year where he looked like he was an MVP-type guy. He went 11-2 and in that year. I think that was 27, yeah, 2017, right before they won the Super Bowl. Um, and then he gets hurt. So I, maybe that was the team. I Since his rookie year... So his, his rookie, I mean, this is a good stat for Carson Wentz. So his rookie year, he threw a ton of picks. But since then, he's had seven, 70 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. But that 28-22 and 22 record is a big red flag to me. I think the Eagles need to be cautious moving into the future. And he's also got some health concerns. So I'm worried about Carson Wentz. Moving on. Derek Carr. No. I think the... I think they'll find somebody in the future, probably in this draft. I think uh, Rudin's going to find this guy. He's. I think that's the big thing. I don't uh, think Rudin likes no, him. I don't think so. And Gruden and Mayock have just destroyed this last draft. And I think if they keep drafting the way they do, they'll find a quarterback. And they've got the draft capital. They sure do. So, I, 
I agree with you, but interesting stats here, all right? Since Gruden has taken over for, for head coach, Derek Carr has a 70% completion percentage. He's 250 yards per game, 34 touchdowns to 15 picks. Um, and dude just keeps it, – it, it mean, like, he, he looks like a different quarterback than what he did beforehand. I think Derek Carr has talent, but – I think also there's a there's a part that of Gruden just co- coaching him up. Maybe Gruden isn't as dumb as we thought he was going into or before last season. I yeah, think I, I think, think he's still got it. I think he's still got it. So. <laughs> getting the getting the Raiders to six and four, I think, is what they're at right now. I think proves they're that. Make the so damn playoffs. They're they're, clo- they're I think they are. All right, two more guys. Jacoby Brissett. Uh yes, I think. Really, you like I mean, Jacoby Brissett? I think you can win with them. I mean. Uh, the only thing that I think could persuade them not to is if they want to find a cheaper option. Well, he's pretty cheap right now, but, he, right. but his contract ends next year. Right. Or after and he's next only year. making eight eight mil this year. Uh, Twenty. What is he making? Twenty two in next year. Yep. Um, which well, is still fairly decent. Twenty two is a start. Or twenty two mil is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. So. so yeah. So. I, good things about Jacoby. Good thing about Jacoby Brissett, dude doesn't turn the ball over, which is huge. Only four interceptions this year, 15 touchdowns. Um, my thing is, I don't think he's ever going to win you the game with his arm. I don't trust Jacoby Brissett manufacturing a drive when it matters to win the game. No, uh, he's, I don't think he's 27th in yards per game right now, so they really depend on that run game. Um, I think that the Colts move, move on after Brissett. Uh, however, I think that another team would give him a shot afterwards. So. Okay. Nick Foles. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's – he'll be trade bait next offseason. All right. Uh, let's, let's, you got Minshew in there. Mm-hmm. Minshew needs to start. Yep. Uh, Nick Foles, in his career – is a 26 and 20 quarterback, um, so so not too bad. He's got a Super Bowl ring. 71 to 34 touchdown to interception ratio isn't great. Um, the thing I do like about Foles, and I think that he's going to be kind of fitting into the Ryan Fitzpatrick mold, really, just career like backup and just always find a way to start right. somewhere. Yep. But he does have 10 game-winning drives and just 46 starts. That's amazing, <laughs> actually. If you really break down that, break that down, um, the Jags can get out of that contract or whoever picks him up after 2021. That's a. I always thought it was a crazy contract, um, but I think he's. I think he's the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. So. Yeah, I think he'll be a journeyman quarterback. So let's actually that that leads us into the last group here, Group Six. I wanted to run through a bunch of guys here. And ask you, do you think that they can succeed somewhere else? And the first guy, I guess, I can we can talk about is Gardner Minshew. You think he's actually going to succeed in Jacksonville? You think that they they trade Foles and keep Minshew? Well, I mean, what was he a second round pick this year? Minshew was a fifth round pick. Fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he showed that he was a capable quarterback on the field. I mean, he so, was good. He was good at Washington State. He really was. I mean. And, why would you not keep that cheap, uh, cheap, mm-hmm. real cheap uh, person on the team? Then might as well get something for both, the, even if it's anything. I the, mean, the Russell Wilson blueprint, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, you did get that guy on on the cheap, and I, I, I don't know. I think the teams figure him out, but there was a lot of things I really liked about Minshew. All right, Jameis Winston. Uh, will be back up somewhere. He's going to compete for a starting job next year, but I if somebody has him starting next year, that's just nonsense. Marcus Mariota. Uh, he has a chance to start somewhere, yeah. Yep. Ryan Tannehill. He has a chance to start somewhere, I think. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, well, I mean, it depends what Miami does. Like, if they get that first or second overall pick, you don't know. I mean, whoever they take as quarterback, right? Because mm-hmm. he's under contract for uh, like six mil next year. Oh, is he? So, I mean, mm-hmm. you don't know. Who knows? Case Keenum. Uh, no, he'll be a backup somewhere. Joe Flacco. 
No, good lord. Eli but, Manning. But, I mean, Joe Flacco, you got 24 mil in 2020 and 28 million in 2021. Oh my god. So what is Denver going to do? Uh, is it guaranteed? Is can they cut him? Do you know? Uh, I, I I don't know. Okay, it, can we get you to check that out right now? Uh, <laughs> Eli Manning. No. Okay. Just go away, Eli. Andy Dalton. I think he will potentially have a starting job, or at least compete for a starting job. He's only making 17 mil. Somewhat he, th- since he can trade him for something. Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, I think he will start somewhere. It's amazing. There's a lot of guys that are going to be starting or competing for starting yeah, jobs. Yeah, I think then in Chicago, Tampa Bay, Tennessee, Miami. Well, possibly Miami if they if they don't know what they're doing with Josh Rosen. Who knows what I mean? What's going to happen in New England with Tom Brady? Ton, you don't. Yeah. A ton of quarterback turnover next yep. year. Yep. Um, out of all the guys we just named, who are you most confident in? As in who they moving forward, moving forward, who they can be. I'll go with Bridgewater. Oh, all right. Or let's say Alex Smith comes back, and I would take Alex Smith on the Bears. Okay, all right. Well, there you have it. If he comes back from injury, sounds like he's doing pretty well. I know. Let's uh, let's end the pod right there. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the new uh, edition of Five Things, and I hope that uh, you guys enjoyed the rundown. Big week for fantasy football purposes, everything leading into the playoffs. I appreciate you guys listening. This is the Sinbin Fantasy Football Podcast. Later. <laughs>